Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, George Brown, and I'm so grateful that you are here. Thank you so much for your time. We just pray that this time blesses you, and I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. She's one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Mm -hmm. the one, the only, Sierra Scribner. (laughs) Thank you, sis. I'm literally so excited to be with all of you today, to be with Georgia, and to talk about Jesus. Let's go. Yes, this girl is so incredible, and I don't know if y'all have the TikToks, but this girl is on there just spitting fire and truth in such authority about kingdom Hmm. marriage and kingdom couples. Hmm. And I'm so inspired by the words that the Holy Spirit is speaking through her. And so today we're going to talk about all things kingdom marriage, kingdom couples, and what God's word has to say and what we're not doing right. It's good. In this world. It's good. And so, Sierra, you have the floor, sis. Right. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think that we want to begin in this place of really a lot of self-reflection. Um, and as you're listening, if you can just think about your own life and your own experiences and your own past relationships and what that has looked like. Because truly, I believe that before God gives the promise, the enemy brings the counterfeit. And many of us have seen the counterfeit in different ways. A lot of us have seen the counterfeit through verbal abuse and um, emotional, emotionally like bound ties by verbal abuse. We've seen a lot of um, disconnect with the way that we thought that man was going to lead us to the Lord and be that place of leadership and servant heart. But actually it just brought us farther from the Lord and confused by what the Bible and what the word of God was saying about what woman of God is supposed to look like. And I believe that the enemy has used men as a weapon against women Mm. for a very long time, because if a woman can rely on a man to be enough. And if a woman can rely on a man to be worthy, and if a woman can rely on a man to be seen, she's relying on a man to have a title of what God has over our lives. And if we idolize man, we've idolized and we've already missed looking up. If we look up, who do we see? Right? We see everything that is good. No one can come to the Father except Jesus, right? And He is the only one who is good. Only our Father is good. And so if we look up, we don't have the distractions around us. And that leads us to the second point. Bad relationships cause really bad distractions. Mm. Counterfeits cause really bad distractions. And that distraction actually looks like bad fruit. And that's where we're going to get into the word, because I think a lot of us talk about being worthy, being enough and all this stuff. And I get it. It is worthy. It is worthy of talking about. It is great. But when we miss the Bible, when we miss the action of what the word says, we miss the complete point of why we talk about God. His word is his breath. His word is his truth. His word came from his heart. Like if you want to know him, you read about him, right? Mm -hmm. And so we like to listen to these fictional stories that the enemy writes for us when God has written for us truth. I want to go to Galatians 5, Georgia. Take me there, sister. Yes. Yes. So Georgia, if you would read to us and to the listeners, to our beautiful friends, what does the word of God produce? What is that fruit? Oh, it's so good. And the fruit of the Spirit in mm-hmm. Galatians 5, through 23, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mm-hmm. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It says against such things, there is no law. And this is the word of the Lord. This is the truth. 
This is the truth. This is the truth. And this is what I want you to, to go by. And I, and I think it's very, I think it's so interesting that we go to first Corinthians 13 and we're like, okay, put his name in, in that verse. So love is patient. So, um, I'm going to say a random name. Blake is patient. Blake is kind. Blake doesn't envy. And we, and we love that. And we think, okay, I'm doing this right. But I want to be so careful that we, we have this conversation of, are we doing the Christianese? Are we doing what just sounds right on the necklace? Are we just doing what Lifeway says? We have to be so careful that we aren't living a counterfeit relationship to God. Yeah. Because a lot of us live a counterfeit relationship to God. And that's why we, we are so attracted to counterfeit relationships. Because we don't know the real thing. Mm-hmm. And so if we can look at the word of God, and we can actually say, no, this first Corinthians 13 verse, this Galatians five is how my God sees me and how my God has called me to be treated. Right. Right. There is no in between. Uh-uh. That is the word you cannot, or it is inarguable. I don't care how many times the enemy has tried to ruin it in your head. He cannot destroy the word of God. Mm-hmm. The word of God only produces good fruit. And so we see here that, that these these fruits are producing what is good. But if we see here something powerful, we talk about patience, right? Yeah. Patience, you know, and it's such a virtue to live by. But I think we, if we look at patience, let's look at the whole scripture as yes, patience is the fruit. Joy is the fruit. Self-control is the fruit. But what if we look at what it brings? So mm. lo- what does patience birth? Mm. It births God's best. Patience always births God's best. Why? Because when God tells you to wait, it's because he's promised you a fulfillment of good. Wait on the promise. Wait on the promise. And we've seen all throughout the scriptures of people who did not wait on the promise. Period. And that did not go well. No. Abraham, we see chapter 15. He's literally told by God, do not sleep with the servant. You will not have an heir from her. God tells him verbatim. It is almost as if, well, of course God knew. I know what you're about to do, my son. So I got to remind you. And in chapter 16, we see that his wife says, I can't give you children. What do you mean you can't give me children? The Lord said, but Abraham fell for the opinion of man. And that is why Hagar birthed Ishmael, which was not the Lord's plan. He was the counterfeit. And we see what produced from the counterfeit. A whole nother nation that caused war. Mm Mm-hmm. It didn't help. And I need you to look at that through your own life, sister, brother. I need you to look at it through your own life. What am I producing? Am I causing a war? Am I causing a victory for generations to come? Am I, am I producing generational blessings or generational curses? And I, we got to stop having these tiny conversations. Oh, how are you doing today? No. How is your heart? What is it producing? Yeah. Because if I truly care and want to steward and love and servant my friends, my relationship, my, my parents, my family, how is your heart? How is your heart? And more, we got to go deeper. We have to be able to allow that intimacy, which is what? Breaking through vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I, the, the word so of God good. just has so much. No, the enemy's plan mm-hmm. brings war. Period. That, that that is so powerful, and so we can look at this through our spiritual eyes yeah. and say, okay, what is causing me confusion and war within my soul? <sighs> that is not from my God, because Mercy. my God is a God of promise. Yep. He's the only one that has promise. The enemy has no promise, mm-hmm. and so everything that the enemy is trying to to lie is opposite of the truth. So whatever lie you're believing. You're the opposite. If he's telling you that you are truly too much, mm-hmm. then no, 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 my friend. Mm-hmm. You are right where you're supposed to be, and he is using everything in you. If, he, if he's you, saying Jesus. that you are not beautiful, well, my gosh, of course he's going to say that to you because you're made in God's image, and mm. he's afraid of that. 
He, he, he hates God. Of course he wants to defame like the face of God. Yeah. The glory of God. Yep, that's good, that's Georgia. What, that's what you carry. You carry that. And the Lord wants that to be shown in this perfect, beautiful example of his love for the church in a kingdom marriage. Yup. And you know, Sierra said this to me a couple of weeks ago, and it just blew my mind. And it made me think of this so much because mm. we, we have so many second marriages. You know, that's just ha- how it happens in our culture. Mm. And Sierra said, so many people are marrying the enemy's plan. Mm. And it wrecked me. Mercy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That is almost something you just want to sit on for a second. Yeah. Whew, and you just want to be like, okay, so this is a whole lot much more serious than I thought. Because I think as we grow up, Georgian, and you can tell me if this was you, it's like, Okay, you see your parents get married, you see children being birthed, you see you 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 get married and then you you retire and it, you it's like you see this pattern of the world that as a little girl it's an innocent view. Mm-hmm. You truly just think that's how it's built. Yeah. You find someone who loves you, but when do we get to the point where we actually find someone who loves God? Because if he truly loves God, if he doesn't love God, he cannot love me. Right? And so I think we need to understand that and this is just hitting me in this season. It's like, how on earth do we actually think as human beings that we can possess the word love absent of God? Mm, because he is love. He is love. Anyone who, even atheists, even, I'm going to go de- deep. Any atheist, anyone who has literally defamed, defiled the word of God, literally, who uses the word love is literally throwing around the perfection of my Jesus. And I, and I think we've forgotten that there is more to like this life than just a pattern. But the enemy loves patterns. Mm-hmm. Because if the enemy can be keeping us on a pattern, he's been strategic in destroying us. Ooh. And a lot of us are actually planned strategically by the enemy to be destroyed by a person. And if that doesn't absolutely wreck you, and I know someone on here is thinking right now, oh my I've been in that abusive relationship. I'm in that abusive relationship. Sister, I can feel your spirit right now. And I'm going to tell you right now in Jesus name, God will give you every way out of every dangerous route that the enemy has ever put in place of your footsteps. God will remove and he will improve. But if you do not surrender, this man will not leave. The reason why is because the enemy has a plan to destroy your purpose. So the person, you need to not look at the person as your love. That isn't love, first of all. And I pray in the name of Jesus. I really believe this is heavy right now. In Jesus' name, that you will understand that love produces fruit. It is good fruit. I need you to read Galatians 5 and Ephesians 6, Ephesians 5. Wow, First Corinthians 13. Look at all this word of God. Yes. Look at all that word of God. I need you to dive in Psalms 91. I need you to understand that if you see these words and you're like, oh, Sierra, the word of God doesn't make sense to me. No, my friend, the word of God is created to speak to you. Mm-hmm. God created you to speak to you. Okay. So anyone who says, oh, he doesn't talk to me, you're not listening because he does speak. He speaks loudly and clearly and you are his daughter. And as much as any famous person you can think of, say Robertson, um, just anyone you can think of, Priscilla Shire, oh, they hear from the Lord, I don't. No, ma'am. There is nothing more insignificant than you and more significant in them that isn't put in you, that God hasn't just anointed and drenched and poured over your soul. They have stewarded it. They have allowed God to anoint it and bless it, what they touch. Have you? 
That's really the question. Yeah. Have you? So we're going to go right back to this. In Jesus' name, we just speak right now that all counterfeits are removed from your life. Yes. Because I will tell you right now, Georgia, what she read in Galatians 5 in that scripture, that is your servant. That is your foundation to go, this person does not produce this in my life. Therefore, they are not on God's team. And if they're not on God's team, they better not be on my team. Nope. Don't want them. That's that. that like, it's pretty simple, y'all. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I think the world lies and says it's not. And you have all these psychologists. Oh, I feel this therapists who are like, no, you got to do it this way. You got to sit in the pit for a year. Do you understand that Joseph was thrown in a pit and he didn't stay there? Mm. He was thrown in prison. He didn't stay there. No. Paul's house, they were thrown. They didn't stay there. It's not your portion. It's not your portion. It's not where you have your daily bread. So stop putting your identity in something that you were never meant to. Period. And number one, your, your identity is not in that relationship to begin with. Uh-uh. So what are you trying to find in a person that is a space that was created for the Lord? Woo-hoo-hoo! Y'all, that's fire. Like, oh my goodness. And, and I know the counterfeit can look shiny because the enemy Tell him. will come to distract. And he comes looking like a beautiful package, right? Mm. Not meaning that God doesn't also make beautiful things, which he does. Everything is made in his image. Right. But the enemy will blind us to see what we want to see. It's good. And so I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that your eyes would be opened, mm-hmm. that your heart would be softened towards the Lord's, mm. and that you would hear his voice above your own flesh. Yes, hearing his voice above your own flesh is killer. So I, um, mm, I feel really led to say this. Man, yeah, Georgia, this is just, it's deep. But Come honestly, on. God has shown Georgia and I something before we even recorded. It was like, it was like, it was like exactly what God was speaking on the enemy threw in her face. And, and we're not going to hide because what is being hidden when the glory of God is where it is hidden? Mm-hmm. Why would I hide the glory of God? So yeah, I'm going to speak to the enemy. I'm going to speak to his, his demonic ways. And we're going to speak right now that everything he's tried to put over your life is destroyed now in Jesus name. Jesus. You, you sister, you got to get up. Like you got to get bold. You got to get yes. up. You got to get over wearing the cross necklace and actually start praying prayer of fire over the generations to come out of your womb. Do you know what you carry? Yes. Do you know what you carry? Because see, you're thinking, well, Sierra, no one has ever chosen me. That's because they liked what you carried, but they couldn't carry it. Woo-hoo! They didn't have the hands to carry it. They don't have the value in their own body, mind, soul, heart to carry it because they don't even believe in what God has put in with them. How are they going to see it in you? Oh. We're blaming the wrong people. You have an enemy. And if you don't believe it and if you don't live in it and if you keep being blinded by it, you will keep being destroyed by it. That's good. That's so good. And we got to get to this place where we are not just looking in the physical to this person where we're like, oh, well, we love them. They're so cute. Like, oh, they're so kind to me. Stop. It's not the how are you. It's let's go submarine deep. Can that person, Mm -hmm. does that person have roots? Does that person have Psalm 9, Psalm 91, Psalm 1 in his heart? Yep. Because we got to distinguish the person from the spirit behind it. Yep. And so let's start looking in the spirit and asking the Lord to open our eyes to his scriptures because he's given us a sword. So good. And so instead of just not knowing what to pray or not really praying, but claiming his name, let's open his word and pray these words that are alive and active over our life. If you don't know what to pray, open this up. 
and start with Galatians 5. God, may I produce good fruit in my own life. No, 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 friend, you don't need to worry about that other person. Because for me and my counterfeits all throughout my life, Mm. I was trying to change him. And it was the same problem with different faces in every relationship. Every time. Because I wouldn't learn the lesson. Mm. Because God had to teach it to me again because I wasn't I wasn't retaining it. I wow. wasn't listening. Wow. I wanted to do it my way. And so for me, that was trying to fix them and find my identity in them. But mm. your identity is found in the one that created you. Mm-hmm. And so what are some red flags yep. in these counterfeits, Sierra? Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of red flags. And I actually loved what we talked about today at brunch when we were speaking about how what my red flags were, yours were, they, it, it was similar, it was parallel, but it wasn't even close to what I had experienced. Yeah. And it taught me in that second to understand that a counterfeit can be anything that it needs to be. Mm. There is no full one way of like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, check mark. This is how you know. There is so many replicas of what is good, but not best. See, God gives you the best. The enemy cannot touch God's best. No. I don't care what anyone says. He cannot. He can touch good. He can touch decent. He can touch okay. He can touch settling. He can touch, all right, it's, it's, it's nice, God's best, the epitome of God's best is the epitome of God face to face. That is why God has pleaded and begged and tried so many times to stop you in the word of God, to stop you from going on that date, to stop you from going on that dating app, to stop you, to stop you, to stop you. Because he's saying out of love, my daughter, I got this for you. And I have to stop you and I'm not rejecting you and I'm not making you, I'm not trying to make you feel like, oh, I'm just always rejected. Oh, no one sees me. Oh, this, no, you are such a prized possession that when you walk, I cover you and I hide you in my glory so that now everybody can feast their eyes on you because you're mine. And it's time that we see being in the secret place, hidden away from that season of, of dating or that season of being pursued as a season of God saying, I'm going to give you your Esther year where I'm going to literally bless you, cover you, beautify you, call you by name, set you up for the king so that when you see, I need you to look at this. When you watch Esther, she walked up to a king and, and, and she wasn't invited. Now I want you to think about this and this is going to blow your mind because the Holy Spirit just is telling me this right now. And I'm shook. (laughs) Think about this. Think about the king being your battle. You're coming up to that battle uninvited, Mm. but because you were drenched, prepped, ready, molded, surfaced, dumped in prayer and fasting and allowing God to help you die to yourself and live in the spirit, you were able to go to the king. You're able to go to that battle. You're able to go to that person. You're able to go to that situation. You're able to go to that lie uninvited and you're able to have favor with the king. God has created us with an Esther mantle over our lives. How dare we get so stuck in fear that we don't believe that we have generations to free in Jesus name. That is what you carry. That is what you carry. And I know you're like, no, I'm just an artist here. You're an artist because you have God's creative space in mind. You're an artist because what you touch glorifies his name and it shows more of his beauty. We all carry expressions of his beauty. If the world could see Jesus, the world would literally be the most, it would be the second heaven. It would be a kingdom of glory. 
So I, I believe right now that when we look for these counterfeits, we need to be very, we need to understand that everything that they bring to us, does it align with the word? Did that word that he just said align with the word? Did, 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 did that action, did how he just felt, like how that just felt, was that something Jesus would say to me? Because if my father isn't going to say it to me, that's not from my father. My father only gives good and perfect gifts. So the enemy makes a counterfeit of good. Okay. Now we have to also remember that if God isn't in it, you will know. And that's where we're at right now. I feel like this is where we're at right now with, with a lot of you listeners is, you know, God isn't in it, but you don't know how to get out because you're in it. Mm. So Georgia, what does that look like when you know God isn't in it, but you don't know how to get out because you're in it? Ooh, that's heavy. Ooh, that's heavy. I'm sweating. <laughs> Mercy. And we, we want his hand on our life. Mm-hmm. I don't want his hand not on my life, not mm. covering my business. Because he's prepared Say that. a way for me. Come on. But it's up to me if I'm going to follow that. Because with that free will that we have, I could say no. Mm. Mm. And he will find someone else. And in these counterfeits, there may be qualities or an attribute or something in that person Mercy. that, yes, that is good. Yes, the enemy's using that to distract you because it's further down the road. There's that and more because it's not about good. Mm, come on. It's not about good. It's about the perfect gift. Yep. Of Jesus. Yep. And that representation is going to be through one of his sons for you ooh, in this life. Ooh, ooh. But are you going to wait on the Lord? Mm. Are you going to wait for him? Do you trust him? Yeah. And I, and I, you know what? And let's, let's get, let's get deep right now. I want you to know you're not alone because I had nights and 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 nights of tears and pain and, and, and sadness and sorrow and deep struggle because I was waiting on the Lord and I saw nothing in the land. There's a scripture that says in the land of the living, right? You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I remember holding on to that scripture, but in that moment, does it feel good? Does it feel like the goodness is overflowing? Does it feel like that scripture is actually attainable since my eyes don't see? So I am going to come to your level right now into this place, sister and and brother, because I think some gods do listen to this. I'm going to come to your level right now because God, God has let me be in the fire. Yeah. And I, and he will always let me be in the fire to purify me. But I want you to know that when you're in the fire, that is not an insult from God. That is a compliment. That is God saying, what I put in you, I need to refine in you so that I can make makers of the whole goodness that I have in you just start creating and overflowing in abundance to just pour from you. But I can't do that unless you go through this specific struggle because God knows that the best fruit that's produced is when it's under trial. Mm-hmm. He knows it. And he knows as a human being, he knew, Sierra, if I gave you this man right now, First of all, you wouldn't know what to do with such a good thing. I can't even trust you with his heart. And I remember distinctly, and I will give you a secret of my heart because mercy, it was, it was hard. The Lord was very real with me. And he said, Sarah, I don't trust you with his heart. And I was praying to God about my, my kingdom husband and whoever, you know, whoever it was, the pro- I mean, I had had dreams about him and everything. And I had known like details, but I hadn't met him. And I remember going, God, like, why aren't you giving me more? And he said, Mm -mm. I don't trust you with his heart. And I remember 
the moment I heard that from Abba, I about changed up my whole life. I was like, well, mercy, this ain't good. Like this ain't good. Like something is yucky in me. And I remember going, do not allow me to ever meet him, to be introduced, to ever be in his arms until you can trust me with his heart. And I remember saying that to God and his peace washed over me. And it was at the moment I could die to myself, the Lord exalted me into the purpose of why a woman is entrusted with a man's heart. See, I think we think that the Lord has this long thing about us. It's like, okay, Sierra, you finally said that. So it's going to be five years and then we'll work on you. No, no, no. The Lord is waiting for your yes so that he can operate quickly. Mm -hmm. See, God works in heavenly time and on earth it can feel quick. It can feel like this exponential divine process that's like, whoa, I'm already here because we don't, we don't know what kingdom time looks like until we live in kingdom world. Mm. Well, you've been created to live kingdom. That means kingdom friendships. That means kingdom husband. That means kingdom boyfriend. That means kingdom fiance. That means kingdom parents. That means kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Now we don't always get that opportunity to see that through our family, but you're the seed, but you're the one he chose. You get to carry that title. You get to walk into rooms of kingdom business, of kingdom territory. See, if the enemy is going to really say right now that this is his kingdom, then have mercy. We better be a generation that brings the kingdom of God to a throttle, to a force that is so, so heavy that the enemy has to run because of the fear of man. Because the enemy has fear of man. That's why he makes you fear man. Because the Bible says one thing, one thing only, fear the Lord your God. The only thing we were ever created to fear was God. And the enemy makes you fear everything else. And that's why you live in a society of anxiety and this and this and that and this and this and that. Because the enemy has you all spinning around, spinning me sometimes around, recklessly trying to figure out why I feel this way. But if I can look at the truth and I can know that I could stop reading the fictional book that the enemy's tried to write when God has my story written. And every page that God has written for me, it doesn't say Sierra's going to have anxiety today no. and I'm going to let her stay defeated. No. So then why would Sierra have anxiety and stay defeated? Why? Because she feels like she's defeated. Notice how counterfeits bring feelings. Counterfeits never bring truth. And I know, Georgia, you know what that feels mm-hmm. like. So if you want to share with that, what is that feeling that they bring? It's, it's, it's almost like everything becomes flesh, mm. but it feels like it's truth. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, flesh versus Mm -hmm. the spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, I think first of all, too, how does it feel when it falls onto the soil of your heart? Because when you're in a conversation, Mm -hmm. you and I could be talking Mm -hmm. and you could say something that was really hard to hear, Mm -hmm. but the heart posture that it was out of, I know the voice of my father and I know that it was meant to correct out of love. Mm. But if it's out of the flesh, Mm -hmm. it won't feel like that. It will feel like an attack. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to discern mm-hmm. and, you know, it may take a minute to be sitting at the table right. and be like, Hey, I, can I just think about something real quick? Or you don't even have to verbalize it. You can just sit and, and pray because this is when it, when the spirit says to take every thought captive, mm. we need to truly do that. Good, bad, or in between good. everything that is spoken off of this tongue either produces one of two things, life or death. Mm-hmm. And there's no in between. There really is not. And so we have to, again, from the person in the spirit, discern what that is. Are they speaking out of their flesh or is there a spirit behind this? 
that I either need to take heed to or I need to correct and it needs to be rebuked. It's good. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard, but we also can't take it personally. Mm-mm. We can't because it is a spiritual battle. It is not of this world. And if it's not from the Lord... It's from the other kingdom, and that is the kingdom of darkness, and that is mm-hmm. not our portion. And so you don't even have to really give it a second thought. You can expose it into the light, yep. call it out, and cast it away. It's good. And so, oh, dear girl, I'm just so grateful because even this kingdom friendship has blessed me so much. And yes, I'm Jesus. like so, so grateful. Yes, Lord. This is a lot. Yeah. So as we go forward and... Girls and guys that are listening are like, oh my word, this is a lot to think about. I've never thought about this before. Hmm. Like, thank you for exposing the enemy. Come on. Number one, but it is a hard thing mm-hmm. because we're it's comfortable. Right. The enemy wants to keep us comfortable. Come on. So for your own story and for mine, because we're both, God's really delivered mm. us from this. Oh and my I'm word. So yes. grateful. Thank you, Jesus. He's oh, so Jesus, good. Yeah. Sierra, Mm. where would you, where did you start when you had this moment of humility and humbling yourself before the throne of God and realizing I need to be under God's mission because his mission for my life is the best. It's greater than Mm. anything I could ever ask, think, or imagine. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I think just to begin to one, one place of the best place to start. It's like, I never stopped. I didn't know his voice. I didn't know him, but I knew his voice Mm. because he wouldn't stop talking to me. Ever since I was younger, I always heard and I always knew, and I could always point out that it was God. I call him Abba now because it's a little more intimate. I love Abba, but like, you know, God, I, yeah, sorry, Abba, you know, you're Abba. Okay. Anyways, but it really just gets me. I don't really call him God anymore, but, um, it's just like this intimacy level, you know, but I've just, I just love him. <laughs> well, I'm having a moment. Okay. It's just, he changed my life yeah. and he never left me alone. Mm-mm. He always protected me and he was always covering me. And I never, I, and I, and it was as if there was this, this time when I was 19 years old and I don't know where I was or how it happened, but I remember hearing this word promise. And I remembered the Lord telling me, I have given you a promise. And in my mind, I knew what I carried because it was so apparent and evident because of the world I lived in that had nothing, had nothing like I had. So I always could see it in me so, so authentically because I never saw it in religion. Mm-hmm. So I was in a religious place, but I never saw what I carried. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is interesting. Maybe I don't fit in, mm-hmm. but it was because I was set apart. So I want you to be encouraged that when you feel like you don't fit in, it's because you're set apart. It's because you're consecrated for a purpose. And thank God you don't look like the world. That is beautiful. And so really, I I wish I could really just like answer that. No, I don't really wish because this is my story. But truly, like the way to answer that question is he never stopped chasing after me. He never stopped tugging at me. He never stopped wrecking my heart. He never stopped speaking. And he never stopped speaking to me in dreams and showing me. I, I think we need to understand he has a way of speaking to Georgia, way of speaking to Sierra, way of speaking to Emily, whatever, whatever else your name, beautiful name is. It's like, he has a way, this, this tangible way he speaks to you that he kept cultivating in me. Yeah. And I noticed he didn't confuse me with this talking to me, this way talking to me, this way talking to me. He used the same three ways. It was his Holy Spirit, dreams, 
and divine appointments. Mm. And it never stopped. And until I could fully realize what I was made for, it was actually a moment where when I was 16 years old, God had spoken to me in the middle of the night to pray for this boy in my class. And it was like very prophetic. And I was like, what? Like he has a girlfriend. Why would I pray for him? See, my, this is my, this is the, this is the mind that we have in our heads. Like we're, you know, my mind was very small and thinking like he has a girlfriend though. Shouldn't she pray for him? Why am I praying for him? Like, like literally didn't make sense to me. And I pushed it and Abba said, you will not rest until you pray. And so I asked God for three specific things that he needed to pray for. And he said it to me verbatim, boom, 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 three things. The next I prayed, went to sleep. Now it was a, it was an act of obedience Yeah. because he just needed me to pray. He didn't need, he, he didn't, he didn't need me to pray. He needed my obedience. Sorry. He didn't need me to pray. He needed my obedience. And I think we have to understand we're not that important. No. Okay. We, he doesn't need us to pray. He doesn't need us, need us, but, but it is, it is something that he wants from us. And it is at the same time a need, right? But it's just not like, I can't do this without you. And that's why we need to be humbled to know that the Lord can take away and he can give real quick. Mm-hmm. There is nothing from my hands that I've actually done and produced on my own. It's in my selflessness and dying to self that God has produced out of me. We have to live, we have to remember that. And so it's glory to God. Yeah. No matter if I reach a billion people, million people, a hundred people, one person, it's glory to God. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with my hands. And so I, I think it's powerful that he he used me in this, in this, in this learning of these words and promise obedience process. He started teaching me these this language that I had never grown up in. I mean, never. And it was incredible because he showed me, Sarah, you're the seed from your parents and you're going to show them me. And literally I could just see the beginning of this, this life that was being built and transformed throughout my parents Mm. and the way that God literally brings people together to birth kingdom children. Yeah. Because I didn't know coming out of that womb crying that I was a kingdom child. Right. I didn't know, but I was. And God wasn't going to leave me alone because I was right. his baby. Yeah. I was his process. I was his promise. I was his, I was his masterpiece. And that's why the world wanted me to think that I was nothing. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, people were a battle because the enemy, yeah. right? And so we have to remember what God has put in us, the enemy uses against us. Mm-hmm. So if I'm four people, then the enemy is going to put people against me. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to make me feel like I can't speak to people. Or he's going to shut me up. I remember being, what? 15 years old speaking at school and I just was like literally preaching and I remember just messing up my words and 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 repeating my words and I was so embarrassed and I ran off the stage crying because they had thrown papers at me they had booed me they had yelled at me they told me you know get it out why aren't you speaking and just bullied me in, in the stage I mean we're talking like a private high school like it's pretty gnarly I remember running home weeping and I said I will never speak to people ever again mama I will never speak to them ever again. I won't speak to anyone. I'm not called. I'm not chosen. I remember saying those words to my mom and she looked right at me. She said, this is exactly why you will one day speak to millions Mm. because the enemy started at you young because we know he knows what God has put over your life. And I remember thinking, mama, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. What do you even mean? And now I can testify, not the, eh, but I can testify to the fact that Mama doesn't lie. No. And mama was right because the enemy hated what I carried when I didn't even know what I carried. You didn't even know. I didn't know about 
about it. I didn't know about it. And so I want you to understand you're walking around as a high school. You're walking around as a college student. Why is that your identity? I need you to really ask yourself that. Why is this my identity? Why am I acting like this is who I was birthed to be when I was birthed to be a purposeful kingdom maker, changer, builder, Mm -hmm. a kingdom builder when I was not assigned to the grounds of this world, but holy ground. Yeah. I really believe we need to walk like this. And I understand that there's grace for not knowing because I didn't know. So I totally hear your heart on Sarah. Well, I don't know, Georgia. I don't know. But the fact is, is that now you do. So what are you going to do with it? Because there's no way you can listen to this word from the Holy Spirit and keep being who you are. Right. God has to change us every day. Yes. It is a joy to be able to be refined. Yeah. But that's maturity in him. Because before I would say it's the worst thing under the sun and I fought it so much. I fought surrender so much. Mm-hmm. I had to surrender, surrender. Yeah. Because of that hold that I just had on thinking that it was this way, it was this way. And truly you're one perspective away from your breakthrough. And That's I good. I really need you to live by that, everyone. In Jesus' name, you gotta live by that. You're one perspective away from your breakthrough. And when you don't feel like you have a breakthrough, you ask the Holy Spirit, give me that holy perspective. Because without that holy perspective, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, I really need it. He will. He will. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This has been amazing. Mm. I feel like there's so much here that we could just Mm. sit on for so long. And I'm just so so grateful. Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) We're definitely going to have Sierra back because I love her so much. And Mm, she has blessed my life. Mm, in more ways than I could even say with words. And so I just pray that love can be an action in our friendship. Yes, ma'am. And so I pray that this episode just blesses you. Yeah, God. Brings freedom. And so, Sierra, will you pray us out? Amen. You best believe. Father God, we just thank you so much for these daughters and sons, these listeners um, that we have just had the privilege to spend the morning with. Maybe they went on a morning walk or jog. Maybe they are busy and they just took a second, God, and took a glimpse or a clip, God. But we just thank you, God, for every second, for every millisecond that you've given us to live, to breathe, to walk, to hear your words, God. We speak right now that every word was formed and, and founded, God, to just break chains off of people. And maybe it was a different sentence. It was a different word. It was what George just said, God that just broke off that chain over that person's life. And it was that one thing they needed to hear. God, we speak right now that this is not just a word of, oh, sounds great. I should probably do this, but it is a word of action that it is discipled by your Holy Spirit. See, we can't all disciple everybody on the earth, but the Holy Spirit can disciple, but there has to be a willingness in the heart. So we speak right now in Jesus name that there's a willingness right now in every listener, in every heart, God, that you just wake them up, that you rise in them and that you destroy, you uproot God what is dead. You just pluck it out, Lord. Jesus, you pluck it out of me. You pluck it out of Georgia, God. You refine us, Lord, so that we can look more like you. That is the point, to to walk around this earth looking like Jesus. So that when somebody walks by, they go, what does she carry? What is that? What does he walk with? Why do I just want to be in his presence? Because Jesus, your presence is undeniable. It is life-changing and it is literally irrevocable. There is nothing that you don't carry that we can't have. Therefore, we're going to walk with you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, pour, rain, drench, fill, move. We pour out your spirit. We pour out your fire now over this person's life. We defeat anxiety in Jesus' name. Defeat depression in Jesus' name. Eating disorders in Jesus' name. Bulimia in Jesus' name. Fear of food in Jesus' name. Marriages that are broken in Jesus' name. 
inability to apologize and to die to self in Jesus name, pornography, addiction in Jesus name, alcohol in Jesus name, literally all the uprooting God that is just rooted in pain. We uproot now in Jesus name. And we speak right now. The Lord wants you to hear this now, my friend. He sees you. He heard you. And he's doing something about your prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Where can they find you on the interweb? Mercy. Yeah. I mean, glory to God, if you would like to. Um, Sierra Scribner. So it's S-I-E-R-A-A Scribner um, on Instagram. And then TikTok, same thing. Same name. So it's S-I-E-R-A, but another A, and then my last name. And y'all can just click the link in the description below. But Yeah, I you can. Just, <laughs> I just love my sister, and I'm love so you. grateful. And yes, we'll Jesus. see you next week on Faith and Friends. Woo! And Sierra, I'll see you soon. Bye. You're beautiful. <laughs>